Welcome to the Barn Stories Podcast. I'm Lori Prince, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real-life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. The story in this episode is an absolute edge-of-your-seat thriller. If it was a movie, it would be a summer blockbuster full of special effects and marquee names in the leading roles. You'd happily pay 12 bucks in a theater to see it, and maybe even splurge for popcorn. But you don't need to do that. You can enjoy this riveting tale right here, right now, without buying a ticket or even leaving the barn. This is a real-life account of the evacuation of a farm as a wildfire approaches. With a horse, a donkey, and a mule to move, and room for only two in the trailer, the farm owners face some extremely difficult decisions. This story includes last-minute changes in plans, earnest pleas to the authorities, and a hair-raising final escape. It easily ranks as one of the most exciting essays we've ever featured. So let's listen to My Escape from Wildfires written by Robin Morris and read by Taylor Autumn. The land is usually pretty parched by August here in south-central Montana, and fire is always a concern. It's not unusual for wildfires to crop up and burn out in the hills surrounding our ranch. But August 22, 2010, will be forever ingrained in our memory, because that is the day the fire turned toward us. The Stump Gulch Fire which flared the day before, had first appeared to be easily containable. On the 22nd, friends stopped by with their out-of-town guests to watch our animals perform their silly circus tricks. The star of the show was Kelly Boy, my three-year-old Tennessee walker, who is gifted when it comes to developing new skills, both on the lead and under saddle. He is, however, highly reactive, with a tendency to blow up and run like a maniac if stressed. I had spent years reinforcing techniques to keep him calm. Work that I found out would soon pay off in a big way. But for the moment, although we could see the fire in the distance, we gave it little thought. Two hours later, everything changed, though. The wind shifted and a large plume of smoke signaled that the fire was being pushed right in our direction. An access road through our property was quickly filling with fire vehicles. Our guests had left by then, and my husband Frank climbed the hill north of the house to assess the fire's progress. I was inside reviewing our evacuation checklist when the power went out. That was not a good sign. The fire must have destroyed a power pole, and our phones were out too. I went into full evacuation mode and grabbed the computer's external hard drive, which contained everything we would need in the event of a total loss, and packed overnight bags for each of us making sure to include our medications. Then I grabbed our cell phones, loaded up a small cooler, and put everything into our truck. We had a contingency plan. In case of evacuation, we would take all our animals to a nearby property, owned by our friend Carolyn. I tried to call her on my cell, but the outage was affecting her phones too. 
we would just have to go and hope for the best. Outside, I faced a major decision. We own a two-horse trailer, yet we have three animals that were in need of transport. In addition to Kelly Boy, we have Mahone, our five-year-old Jenny Donkey, and John Henry, a yearling John Mule. Someone would have to stay behind on this trip. In a quick decision, I loaded up the two long ears first, then haltered my beloved horse, Kelly Boy, and left him in the front pasture with his lead rope draped near the gate. With my husband and all of our gear loaded into the truck with me, we'd have to leave our dog behind on this run, too. But a barricade was already in place on the main road, just a mile south of our driveway. I told the deputy who led us through that we had to come back to pick up our horse and dog, and she informed us that that was not an option. Once we were through, there was no going back. First things first, we delivered Mahone and John Henry to Carolyn's, then headed back to the barricade. By now, several of our neighbors were gathered around, engaged in heated arguments with the fire chief and sheriff's deputy. They, too, needed to get in to rescue their property, families, and livestock, and some were threatening to blast the barricade. Clearly, it wouldn't take much to spark an ugly scene. But I had already devised plans B and C. I approached our county fire chief with my request, and he reaffirmed the obvious. Our property was not in immediate danger, as some of our neighbors were. But if he allowed us to drive through and not the others, there would be mayhem. So on to plan B. I asked if one of the sheriff's deputies could drive me back to our place, bring our dog back out in his car, and leave me there to walk out, leading Kelly Boy. He agreed. Over 90% of performance horses experience gastric discomfort or ulcers. This discomfort shows itself as a bad attitude, unwillingness to respond to cues, or your partner may act cinchy and just not perform at their best. This discomfort is costing you blue ribbons and paychecks. This is where Forage First GS can help. It calms the stomach by increasing the pH, all while strengthening and providing protection to the stomach lining. The unique triple action blend of ingredients in ADM's Forage First GS supplement could be your ticket to a willing partner, blue ribbons, and many paychecks. ADM's Forage First GS supplement helps support a healthy gastric pH while protecting and strengthening the stomach lining. Help keep your horse happy and performing at its best. Forage First GS, gastric support for the one you love the most. Within minutes, I was back in my paddock with Kelly Boy our dog safely on her way to my husband. Now I had only one major worry. In the midst of all the commotion, I would have to lead my horse over a highway overpass. My husband and I have continually worried about the safety of the I-90 overpass for both people and livestock. The banisters are knee-high at best, with limited visibility in the approach from either direction. As he left, I asked the deputy to please make sure that emergency vehicles wouldn't try to cross the overpass while I was leading my horse down the center line. I attached Kelly Boy's lead rope and clipped a CB radio to my pocket. Frank had one in the tow vehicle, so we could communicate if necessary. Then we were ready to go. Together, we jogged the quarter mile down our driveway, and by the time we reached the road, we were faced with dozens of firefighters and vehicles battling flames 20 feet high, just a short distance away. 
Despite the spectacle, Kelly Boy treated this jaunt like any other walk. He was amazing, and I stayed calm. He followed me with animation, but in a fun way. My heart was filled with a feeling of trust and partnership. It's hard to describe the pride and pleasure that I felt knowing that this beautiful creature trusted me and was allowing me to deliver him from harm. When I reached the overpass, I was relieved to see that the deputy had kept his promise and, along with the highway patrol officer, had temporarily blocked off access to the bridge. Still, it was clear they couldn't hold it open for long, and we didn't want to impede on the movements of firefighters. For the first time since we left his paddock, Kelly Boy paused to look at the first metal seam of the overpass. I let him have a moment to sniff it, and then I asked him to continue. All was fine. He walked right along with me and followed me across without further hesitation. I was so very proud of him. He even seemed to be enjoying this adventure. My husband told me he had breathed a sigh of relief when he saw that black speck crest the overpass and my horse made it to the roadblock and climbed right into the trailer. Upon our arrival at Carolyn's, the choral welcoming we received from the long ears was truly magical. They were safe, we were safe, and our well-planned and rehearsed evacuation, including the alternatives, had resulted in the best ending possible. Before it was contained, the Stump Gulch fire burned more than 9,800 acres including several outbuildings and lots of fence. The fire burned nearly half a mile of land along one road that borders our property, but it never crossed into our place. We were very lucky. This wasn't the first time we had to evacuate for a fire, but each time it happens, we learn a bit more about how to be ready. Preparation for an evacuation is essential when you have your horses and other animals to take care of, too. Our trailer is always in good condition and readily accessible to hitch up and load, and our tow vehicle always has plenty of gas in it. We've made arrangements for where to go, halters and leads are always readily available, and our equines are all trained to lead and load. And we've learned to remain calm, to avoid transferring any anxiety to our animals. Things we would have changed this time? Because we have registered our landline number with the county and not our cell numbers, the power outage meant that we were unable to receive the reverse 911 call with the order to evacuate. We took care of that. We know we should have taken the dog with us on our first trip. And we should have left earlier. But next time, we'll do better. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.